Whoa, 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 whoa. Turn it back. Turn it back. What's that? Oh, nice. Turn it up. Oh, yeah. You have arrived, good people. Welcome to the Outlet Radio Show. Coming to you all the way from Brooklyn, New York. Here is your host, our favorite BK child with that million dollar smile, Azania Shange. Mm, here she comes, y'all. Here she comes. today thank you for plugging in this week i'm really 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 excited because i am in the studio with someone who is absolutely phenomenal she is a legend in my eyes and i'm sure you'll agree if you just took a brief skim over her bio you will realize she is amazing i am joined today by the beautiful the talented (laughs) the phenomenal Sandra St. Victor. Oh, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you. I feel feel so honored to have you here um, joining us and and just bringing your energy and your talent and your knowledge and your expertise and your humor, because I'm sure we're in for that, too. Well, it's early. We'll see. see. (laughs) To the show. Jury's still out. Um, Just for those of you who don't know Sandra St. Victor, I'll give you a brief brief and I mean brief because the the catalog is just extensive but I'm gonna go short Sandra St. Victor is a phenomenal singer and songwriter um she's worked with the likes of Roy Ayers Curtis Mayfield Prince Shaka Khan Layla Hathaway Stevie Wonder and that's just to name a few it goes on and on believe me when I tell you um her roots begin in church but her education and music spans genres. Sandra is fearless in her fusion of R&B, rock, gospel, and jazz. Um, wow. I mean... You missed opera, but I won't. Oh, yes. How I'm, could I, I wouldn't toot my own horn, would I? And opera. <laughs> how could I forget the opera? Like, it's just... Girl, please. I'm just it's amazing. <laughs> like, seriously, it's... It's crazy. I'm still trying to master the happy birthday song, and you are doing all of these amazing things. It's just amazing. Oh, sweetie, thank you. Oh, my gosh. And so I I know your work. I, I think the song that, that I remember is Ghetto Heaven, and that's when you were with the group Family Stand, also known as Yvonne Jeffries and the Stand. Like, that was like, that yeah. was the, was that the song that you would say put you guys on the map? Absolutely. No doubt.
Yvonne Jeffries was first. We did chapters. Didn't get a lot of light, you know, but the, the, under, the underground set kind of dug it. But the family stands, um, we changed the name, uh, put, put out this chain album with a single Ghetto Heaven. And uh, that's you remember Frankie Crocker? You're kind of young. I don't know. Yeah, Frankie yeah. Frankie Crocker took that song to London. And he started blasting it on the radio over there. And it just, it took off from there because mm -hmm. we were getting no label support. But like, hey, wait, wait, we got a hit. There's a hit. And so it was like, so then they brought it over. And it was, it was yeah, the rest is history, as they say. Yeah. <laughs> We are joined once again by D. Jeffrey Smith, who also was a member of this amazing group. What a coinkydink, right? Right? How did this... Oh, my God. I don't know. I just ran into him. I haven't seen him in like 30 years. <laughs> okay, enough about me. <laughs> let's move along, please. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, let's move along. <laughs> well, I mean, we... You've done so much. You, you've, you've worked with so many people. How did you go from not only singing to then songwriting and then shopping your music around and getting it picked up by people like Prince sang one of your songs, Shaka Khan sang one of your songs? Like, how did that happen? Well, I mean, I, I was writing songs as a kid uh, in Dallas, Texas. Mm -hmm. uh, but when I came up here and I moved here and started, you know, working with different people in the studio background, singing background, uh, doing sessions and that sort of thing. And, and you run into the likes of, you know, I mean, I've been in the studio with uh, now, now, now Rogers, and um, you know, I mean, I'm, I can't, I'm blanking right now, but I was in the studio with a lot of people, mm -hmm. and then of course, when I met Peter and Jeff, I hate to, you know, he, he don't want to talk about him, but <laughs> he was the one that said, "Okay, you have to write, you have to write," and I'm like, "Well, I do write." Well, okay, well, you have to write, and, and so I was just kind of shuffling my feet. And he literally just gave me a track that was going to be on the album and said, write this. And I was like, huh? <laughs> no, write it. I was like, huh? So you want to oh. really get paid? You got to oh, write. Oh, right. Oh, <laughs> okay. You want to eat? So I was really eat? nervous because, you know, after I was just writing my songs as a kid in my bedroom. Mm -hmm. And now, you know, he's like, no, this is the stage you need to do this on. Right. So he put me in that position, position I sort of just, you know, um, kind of dug, tried to find my strength and my confidence in there somewhere. Mm -hmm. And what is my voice as a songwriter? And being around guests, of, of course, being around Pete and Jeff, who were crazy songwriters mm -hmm. already. Um, this is a very huge, it was a huge influence uh, for, for my development and just uh, learning to listen and trust and tell stories and uh, make something interesting that, you know, a lot of people could get into can relate to is what's mm -hmm. about with songs people got to be able to relate to it one way or another no. that's so interesting because I know um, many of you don't know this about me but I, I'm an actress and I and I've had this conversation with a few actors um, about the responsibility the responsibility of an actor of color is to also write yeah. so that that way we can actually create roles for ourselves but also yeah. have our stories told yeah, right did you feel that same responsibility with with writing music is it the same because I know a lot of the stories in, in, in music are pretty much universal, color, well, color or not. Yeah. Well, for sure. I mean, you're telling, even if you're telling a story that's been told a million times, you're telling it from your perspective. Mm -hmm. So it is, you are coloring it, you. You are coloring it, right. coloring it you. You know what I'm yeah, saying? So yeah. um, it's not so much that I, I want to tell my story, mm -hmm. but it's, actually, that is not it. I, I want to, I, I would like to make the world world a clearer place yeah. so that means 
uh, I think we all share experiences and we all do we all share experiences and we all have different perspectives on these experiences but at the end of the day you know we are say are cut from the same cloth and if we could see these things in that light all kinds of relationships and social situations how they how they make us who we are a one human race mm -hmm. I think then that's how we're going to advance as a people so I think I always try to make songs to bring people together some sort of way or open their eyes a little bit um, and as well as opening my own as I'm as I'm writing the song as I'm creating you know because you as a writer you feel like a channel mm -hmm. um, so sometimes things come to you like where did that come from <laughs> wow okay you know so you know you get it out there and yeah. and you understand understand it it's something that needed to be said you know yeah. and you've been you've been in this industry for a while I yeah, mean, I'm, I'm not yeah. going to to say how many years, but you've been you've been doing this for a long time. You you yeah, have this sustainability that is remarkable. A couple of years and uh, <laughs> a couple of years. How do, what do you think that is? How did how did you how did you do that? I'm stubborn, um, <laughs> and I and I you know what? Clearly, if any anybody that stays in this industry, we're in New York, obviously. Anyone <laughs> who stays in this industry for uh, a very long time without becoming a superstar is a, is, is a sucker for punishment, but also, uh, you know, it's like a little, it's a little less than them. You're kind of flogging yourself, <laughs> but we don't, we don't have a choice. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, um, um, it's the, it can be ex extremely exacerbating and frustrating, uh, at times. But the reality is, it is who you are. If you're an artist, it's just who you're not. You're not chasing fame. Clearly, not chasing bucks. You know, you're not chasing popularity. Mm -hmm. You know, you're just trying to do your thing uh, and express yourself. And it's like a need. It's like air. You know, if you mm -hmm. don't do it, you know, you 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 feel yourself dying a little bit. Yeah. You know, so it really isn't a choice. And and I and I am. Yeah, I would say I, I can say that I am stubborn, because you know, I'll go right back in there after I get punched, sucker punched right in the face, <laughs> and mm -hmm. I'll jump right back in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> you know, take another. All right, come on. I'm like Muhammad Ali. You know. <laughs> I didn't feel that. That's all you got. <laughs> so, so. Well, as you just mentioned, we're in New York. Um, you were just <laughs> here. You performed today in Brooklyn um, yeah. at BAM. And again, audience, I'm trying to tell you, Sandra on stage live. It's like really, I, I have to catch myself because my mouth is hanging open. I'm sure flies are going. It, it's a, it's remarkable what you can do with your voice. It, I, I mean, honestly. And you do it so effortlessly in high heels with a train and just not missing a beat. I don't even, I don't get it. I don't know, but I'm I'm studying. Because <laughs> I want to work it out. We do, we I want to be fierce. I want to be fierce. And you, you are fierce. You, I'm you I'm working fierce, on it. I'm working. I want to be your kind of fierce, though. I want to be high heel shoes fierce. Because right okay. now I have on Uggs and I'm comfortable. I'm comfy fierce right now, but I want to be fabulous, fly fierce like you. I mean, you on that stage is amazing to watch, and it's like you were born to be there. I feel more comfortable on the stage than anywhere else. You look really, like it. I do. I do. I, it's like okay, I'm on stage. All right, I know what I can do here. <laughs> I don't know what I can do out in the street, but I know what I can do on stage. You know, and that's why I feel most at home. It really is. Yeah, I love being in the studio as well with particular people, not with everybody, but. <laughs> <laughs> that's 
pretty clear, but, <laughs> but being on stage is it is like a home. It's, it's like I, f I almost feel it feels like that the mask comes off. Mm -hmm. I, my fear goes away. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm not afraid anymore. Um, but really, that's that's kind of strange. Cause most people think it'd be obvious to be more afraid to go mm -hmm. on stage. But when I go on stage, I'm like, okay. You know, yeah. now I can be who I am. That's what it feels like. I don't know what that means, but yeah. And you know what I have to say, honestly, um, I've got, I've had an opportunity to spend a few days with you while you were in town. <laughs> We've been having some fun. We've been having some yeah, fun. Little wine, little wine, here, little man. We've had some good fun. Um, but one of the things that I do notice about you that I just find so amazing, and this is what I, I love probably most, is that you are the same, the that energy and that personality on stage is what you are off stage. Like you are the way that you are with your band. Mm -hmm. You, it's like you're. It's like a family reunion. Absolutely, you love these people. Are they you love kidding? You. Oh, I'm so glad you can see that on stage because yeah, I man, every time it's like, what a what a what a blessing. It's like it's, the word doesn't exist to to be on stage with these particular musicians. I've been working with most of them for like 30, 30, oh, I told me, <laughs> 30 years, whatever, ten years, ten years. <laughs> a couple years, couple years, couple years. You know, but. These these guys are freaking amazing, mm -hmm. and uh, do you know that they they say yes still to me when I say can we do can we go another show? It's like every time they say yes, I'm like yes, they still like me, <laughs> you know because they're freaking amazing, you know. So it's I feel like if they if they're willing to play with me, I must be doing something cool because mm -hmm. they're ridiculous musicians and they're oh, busy yeah, they and they got lives and you know they don't have to do this. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's 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 an honor to, to to be able to work with such cats, man. These particular cats, yeah, really, and 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 it is a family. It really is. You're very nurturing. Oh, uh, like, so yeah, it's, it's, like it's you, you want everybody to be okay. Everybody's no good. doubt. You no, all right? It's a yeah. very nurturing energy that you uh, have. You know, they're like family. all of them are like like my big brothers. Yeah. Every last one of them, you know, and they've been they've been nurturing me too. They they brought me. I was relatively green when I came to New York yeah. from Dallas. So, yeah, they were they definitely kind of kind of schooled me to the ways of the, <laughs> of the studio and <laughs> I'm life. I'm so curious and the, to see what a, a green Sandra Saint Victor looks yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, I could show you photos. Near, you, you ripe. I'm right now. <laughs> you are ripe. All right, they, did, they did a very good job. Okay, <laughs> I've gone to, you know, Family Stand and Shaka Khan and Roy Ayers University. So yeah. I'm like, I'm good. I'm yeah. good. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. <laughs> So, you know, I know that we also talked, we had time, we had a, a little bit of time to kind of cover some of the things that you have coming up, yeah. uh, things that you're working on, a project that you're really proud of and excited about. It's called Daughters of Soul. Would you like to tell us about it? Absolutely. Well, um, yeah, like I said, it's called Daughters of Soul. It was, I started it as a, a touring outfit and we went through Europe um, for like four or five summers doing shows all over the place. And what it is, is Daughters of Soul Icons. Mm -hmm. um, and I had uh, Layla Hathaway and Dira Khan, um, Lisa Simone. So the daughters of, of Donny Hathaway, Shaka Khan, and Nina Simone. And also Leah McRae, who's a daughter of George McRae and Gwen McRae. And on top of that, I had what I call spiritual daughters. And that was Nona Hendricks from LaBelle, Joyce Kennedy from Mother's Finest, and myself from Family Stands. So I covered like, I thought like a broad spectrum because we all we brought the rock edge of soul mm -hmm. and then my girls brought the you know the sort of R&B so it was a phenomenal like two and a half hour long set 
-hmm. people wow. on their feet and, and wanting more. So I, back then I was thinking, you know, it'd be great to get all this footage, but it was really, really a taxing tour to put together all these, I did, the, I did everything, you know what I mean? So the bookings and the scheduling and the, right. and then I had to perform, it was way too much. So I'm like, okay, I ain't doing it no more. <laughs> <laughs> but I was actually, you know, this recently um, started working with a production company in the, in the Netherlands and, and talking to them about, you know, a documentary and they, they really, really wanted to do it and so he kind of talked me into it so we're doing that i'm going to actually get to film the da daughters of soul not just the show it's not about it's not a concert film i don't want that i want the film of their lives about them how they grew up what is it like to be uh, uh the offspring of, of a pioneer of a legend it's, it's a lot of pressure and i and i, and I the, the thing i the, the way i know it's interesting is because i, I know these women mm -hmm. you know and um, and I know a lot of their stories, so uh, some of that stuff I think people would love to hear. Oh yeah, definitely. You know, I think people, it, is, it will be very interesting just the dynamic of uh, like the ones, the, the uh, two of the daughters. Corey, I have Corey Withers now, the daughter of Bill Withers, mm -hmm. and like her story uh, with and her relationship with Bill, juxtapositioned against Indira Khan, Shaka's daughter, and her relationship. I mean, they're both just, they're both loving. Really different, and yeah. and they, they have the, they have the different uh, they have they have different uh, you know sort of edgy things about mm -hmm. both of them. But it's just interesting. It's a very interesting. They have very interesting stories. These girls. Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm really excited about being able to put that on film, and um, and of course you know and bring it down to their music and what they're doing and how is that influenced by their parents and um, you know and how really how hard it is to make a name for yourself yeah. when your mama named Shaka Khan. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of us growing up, just listening to these icons, watching these icons. Yeah. I mean, for me, the generation, it's a, it's a generational gap. So for me to look at Shaka Khan, I was a little girl and I know that there were times when I was dancing to her music and wondering what it'd be like to live in her house and be her, you know, especially <laughs> when my mom was getting on my nerves. I wish I was Shaka Khan, though, Shaka you know, and just, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. wondering what that life <laughs> right. was like. Right. So I'm sure for a lot of people yes. who were like me, yes. they're going to be totally fascinated oh, by no this doubt. I'm telling you, I'm sure. I'm absolutely positive people are going to flock to come check that out. Um, so, yeah, we're going to be working on that's the what we're working on for 2015. We, all this, you know, traveling and I'm going to where they live and with the cameras and I'm, we're going to take them to their hometowns where they grew up. And, oh, you know, it's going to be some interesting footage up in there. It sounds great. And you mentioned um that the director this is this is um out of the netherlands yeah and that's where you live that is where i live i must i'm sorry i have to i didn't mention selena johnson because oh, we've yeah, added right. we've added corey withers and selena johnson this time and oh that's gonna be yeah great. and selena's dad is like a soul pioneer of underground people don't really know but his name is sil johnson mm -hmm. he was dope man he has he had a song came, came out, i think late 60s called is it because i'm black and it was actually it was it's a, like a cult favorite. It was wow. a pretty it was a hit back then. But um, you know he's he's got his own like documentary. That's this people the people that love him love him. <laughs> really, he's got yeah. he's he's got his thing. So it's just a nice a nice mix of people, folks that you know, whose music like Selena, who a, a lot of people know of her now because of the the, the TV show. And a lot of people know Layla, of course, but people don't know what Corey Withers is doing musically. And she's mm -hmm. got beautiful voice, beautiful, absolutely gorgeous songwriting. 
and Indira, she's got great songs, wow. you know, so it's kind of cool to, to uh, put them all on the same page and, and turn it and see, see the, the differences and, the, uh, and also the threat of, you know, they can all sit there and talk because they got that, that similar experience of growing wow. up like that. It's cool. That sounds really incredible. It's really cool. I'm I'm excited. I honestly can't wait to yeah. see it. I I personally have a a little bit of an obsession with documentaries. I love yeah. documentaries. Yeah. I uh, really really yeah. do. So I'm excited to know more than just the stage right. about these people. That's what's Did um, you see Searching for Sugar Man? Searching? No, I haven't. Oh. What is that? Oh, you got it. It's a documentary. I can't say any more about it. You Searching have to for see Sugar it. Man. You must. It's on Netflix. Okay. You Searching know, for Sugar Man. You call me after you watch that. I will. Call me. Okay. I, I can't will. tell you much about because I'll go all, all, I'll, I'll go all <laughs> the way off on it and, and ruin the whole thing. I, look, <laughs> I love it when people tell me what documentary. I literally spend my days watching documentaries. Girl, I love them. So I will. And as soon as I watch it, I'm talking to you. Yes. Yeah, yes. I can't wait. Okay. Okay, so we started to talk about it and we went back. But yeah. you're, from the, you're living in the Netherlands yes. now. Yes, I'm Dutch. <laughs> from Dallas to, to Dutch, I'm Dutch. I'm that's Dutch. like from Dallas to the Netherlands. It's amazing. Like how? Yeah, it was it was a nice little twenty-something year New York stint in the middle. Yeah, a little, little something, a little something, just a few years. But wow, the the Netherlands. Yeah, no. Here's the thing. I mean, when we were traveling with family. Stan. I mean, I, that was, Amsterdam was like it had my favorite venue, and that was my favorite venue in the world. It's called Paradiso. And it still is like one of my favorite venues, the sound, the vibe, you know what I mean? Mm. And and I like the city. I like the I like the canals. I like the that that sort of live and let live kind of energy that they had. So, you know, I decided to, you know, after my daughter was in college for a couple of years, I just told Mage again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yo, let me just I'm just going to go for a year and sort of gypsy around. Europe and um, Amsterdam's gonna be my first stop because I love the Netherlands. So it was my first stop, and I have to say, I'm a failed gypsy. I didn't leave. <laughs> a failed gypsy. A failed gypsy. Well, it sounds like it's amazing. Um, you're, you have a husband and two beautiful daughters. Yeah, it's his fault and their fault. <laughs> you know, I could have been uh, gypsying around, but two kids later and a husband now. Yeah. <laughs> I got beautiful. I got beautiful. You are family. living the dream. I have a beautiful family. Yeah, and you kind of. I don't. You're living my dream. I love travel. I'm obsessed with it. Yeah. I got yeah. bitten by the bug last year, and so yeah. when I found out that this was the life you were living, I was like, Oh my god! I think I think this is gonna be my future right see? here. See, it it looks good, and it looks good yeah. on you. Y'all can't see her, but she's. Mm. I'm having fun. Mm. Yeah, it's 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 good to you. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> Y'all need a roll. <laughs> yeah, step out for a second, Jeff. Step out. Okay. I need somebody to hold the camera. <laughs> Always. What would Miles do? What would Miles do? What would Miles do? Right now, what would Miles do? What would Miles do? So one of the things that I'm really curious about, because you've had an opportunity to, to really be in the music industry, being right here. You've had a little bit of space, um, um, a little perspective by being in the Netherlands and, and observing the industry here. I don't know what it's like there. Mm -hmm. um, but what do you, what do you, what are your thoughts about the state of the music industry? Well, actually, about uh, yeah, maybe ten years ago, it was uh, much different than the Netherlands. But now, 
with the, the popularity of the contest singing shows as well in the Netherlands, yeah. it's not that much different because, you know, now everybody, everybody's trying to kind of, they feel like they have to go, everybody has to go for the jugular on every freaking thing, you know, as opposed to, and, and, and it has to ha happen fast and, you know, so what we're losing with the kids is we're losing that, that sh what we call shedding, all those shedding years where you're busting your ass really trying to find out who you are finally hone your craft and 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 and, and figure especially for uh, like songwriters and um, yeah for singers as well because you need to you need to find your voice your interpretation but if your goal is to become famous because being famous is like such an American thing to do um, then your goal that 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 supersede the 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 time it takes to really finally hone and, and find your voice so we're losing, we're losing uh, kids in droves to that, yeah. to the idea of, of fame and success and popularity. We're losing kids in droves to that. And then couple that with the fact that, uh, which is different, uh, there's no music in schools here, you know, oh God, yeah. anymore. So kid, kids aren't learning instruments. So now a producer is someone who can make beats, which means he has, you know, garage band. Yeah. He can make a beat. That is not songwriting. That is not production. That's making me, now some people are very good at it, mind you. Yeah. And then they've kind of made it into its own art form, but it's taking out um, huge pieces of the creativity that's supposed to come from you. Yeah. So I, I do believe, I do believe um, in cycles, because I've seen several of them, not that I'm that old, but you know, anyway, but I've seen many cycles mm -hmm. and this has to be one. And it's gonna come back because I think eventually, uh, I think humanity will, will, will need it. It needs it. Humanity needs for the artistic community to be contributing to that particular energy of, of us being able to express ourselves. And and it, it, we can, it's almost like we're everybody's uh, too many revolutions. You know what I mean? It's too and not the right kind of revolutions. I mean like revolutions is everybody's just trying to spin too fast. Mm -hmm. So what happens is it spins out. Yeah. People are going to get tired of it. And, and, and it's kind of happening already, but it is a slow process because we're talking about money and uh, corporations and, and they have, an in, have, have a vested interest mm -hmm. in keeping this particular style of movement in the, in the music business going. So I think it's, it's going to take us to be patient and um, and 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 uh, patient and vigilant, and keep you know those of us that that are continuing to do it. And and and, and I'm raising my kids knowing music. Yeah. You know I don't mind. They can know all kinds. Of stuff. I want them to know everything because I want them to, to again find their own voice, of whatever that is. Even if you're a nurse, I want you to find your voice as that nurse. Express yourself doing whatever you do. So, uh, but they, they know that they're exposed. They're just exposed. I'm, they're, they don't only know what they, they find themselves on YouTube, you know? That they don't, they, they know stuff from, they know the history of things. Yeah. If, if, if they're gonna listen to Ryan and Macklemore, or Macklemore and Mac Macaroni and Cheat, whatever it is. <laughs> if, if they're gonna listen to that, I will make sure they know Tribe Called Quest. I'll make sure they know, you know, Rakim. I'm, you know what I mean? Right. So. So, I mean, just have the background, just know the history. I, I mean, I look, I like them, you know, macaroni. I can't say macaroni. I like them, you know what I mean? I really, they're, they're entertaining, they're good. 
but you know, just know what influenced him. Right. <laughs> so. <laughs> but it, you know, it's it's a, it's it's going it's going it's it it's it's, it's right now. I think it's kind of you know sometimes it's it saddens me, but you know I, I don't yeah, see. It. I I don't know. I I have thoughts about it too, and I feel like you know I don't really I'm not really of the industry. I just have my opinions as an observer. Yep. And for me, what I find a bit sad is that, like you said, people are racing to be famous. And it's like that that quote, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. So people are going to, they'll do whatever will get exactly. them fame. Exactly. Will, will it, you know, if that's your goal, then there are no limits. There are no like, no, I won't do that. Yeah, and then it's like you have no identity because right. you're willing to do and be whatever the public or right. whoever is, right. you know, will right. get you, keep you famous. And that's it. And that's what saddens me. To me, I miss storytelling mm. in music. That's something that, that I that's really, it. really miss. Yes, I, I do too. I do too. And I, I understand that, you know, I hate to, you know what? I don't want to ever sound like, you know, the old guy wagging his finger saying, get off my lawn. You know, I don't ever want to sound like that dude. <laughs> oh, this gosh. music, this is terrible music. Are y'all saying music? What is that noise? I don't want to be that guy. So I, I try to stay as open as possible, but I'm also always going to be honest. Yeah. So some of the stuff, my, my kids, they, they're funny though. They're like, they, I, what I dig is that they want to know what I think about stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, so they'll, they'll, like, if I'm in the kitchen cooking something and there's somebody on TV singing, they go, Mom, can she sing? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, she all right. <laughs> and then, like, you could hear one go, yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> so I <was> like, <laughs> yeah. Of course, this whole conversation is in Dutch, usually. So when they ask me that kind of stuff. For oh, that's so awesome. <laughs> I love that. Okay, so I, I did want to ask you a question. This is like my own personal curiosity. Yeah, man. Um, I, I've, I've, I've looked at all the people that you've worked with. It, it, not all, but many of them, because I'm sure that doesn't even cover everyone. And so many of them are just like these phenomenal talents, these greats. And I wonder if, when you guys were working together, did you were you aware of your greatness? Were you aware of the the mark that you were leaving in the history of music? I mean, and and this is not to say that you were done, but I'm talking about at the start of it when you guys were beginning this, and you know, at the really at the no, I, I just no <laughs> because it didn't it, it 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 didn't even occur to me, and I'm sure to Jeff or Peter or any of the cats. I mean, when you're doing that stuff, it, the, the main thing on my head was I'm just so freaking happy that I found people that that we can click so that, you know, can yeah. b b believe musically just, I mean, the almost like mirrors of each other can complete each other's musical sentences. And that felt like, whoa, you know, so I was just totally, am still totally enamored of that because right now get the three of us in the room, the same thing can happen. So it's like to, to, to find that kind of musical magic with people is like, yeah, that's that's that kind of thing. That, that that particular, I'm sure, like when, you know, when when uh, when Earth, Wind, and Fire got together first time, you know, the brothers are there. But when they first got together with Verdine and you know what I mean, and, and Ralph, and and got in the room and started and, and with the 
keyboardy dude. You know, what I mean? <laughs> Larry. <laughs> Thank you, Larry. Larry Dunn. <laughs> yeah, right. That's the one I was really thinking about. Larry Dunn and Peace and Philip White. <laughs> and uh, I'm just saying, you know, there's certain you know when you find that that energy, it's really magic. It really is. It's, it, it's like the closest thing to what you know, like kids see as magic. You know, like mm-hmm. <laughs> the things that can come out of that. And the last thing you're thinking about is, okay, mm-hmm. we're making history. No. <laughs> no. Actually, there was one time <laughs> when we were doing uh, the Sweet Liberation video. Uh-huh. Remember when we were on the roof? Yes, yes. And Pete yes. said, you know, because we weren't thinking about it, just like what you were saying. You don't think about those things while you're doing it because you're in the moment and all you're thinking about is... Oh, we're making music, and this is this is dope. We're right. not thinking about you what know is, where impact. we yeah where we're gonna be in history or none of that. Yeah. And Pete just looked around. He so I think Pete thinks about that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's <laughs> he thinks about that stuff because yeah, yeah. he looked around. and He said, "You remember when he said, look at this shit? Nobody's doing this shit." Oh right, that's right. He did say yeah, he that. Said, yeah, he said, "You know, that. we had to look around because yeah, yeah, nobody right. at the time when we were." Yeah. On the label, nobody was doing what we were trying to do, mm. you know, because we were on a label with who Lavert, and and, and, True, and, right? You know, yeah, yeah. And Real they were doing R&B like the R and B stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, and we were going in a different direction. We were, wow. you know, we were going in a very different direction. Yeah. You know, probably why we ain't got no support, but <laughs> and why they didn't want to let us go at the same the same time. time. Yeah. Mm. So. Um, you're not thinking about that while you're in the moment, you know. Uh, but every once in a while, if you're aware, like, you know, Pete was at the time, you know, maybe he just had a he just had a moment where he looked around and he said, nobody's doing this shit. Because at, at that time, nobody was trying to, nobody on the label was trying to push the envelope. But us, because, you know, we, uh, and that was like the Moon and Scorpio album, right? So yeah, that was the most sweet. No, sweet liberation. Yeah, yeah, that was yes. like. But we were, yeah. we was we were we were switching over yeah. because yeah. on the chain album, yeah. on the chain album, there were elements of where we were gonna go on the right. next album, which right. was sweet liberation, last yeah. temptation, right. chain. Yeah. Yeah. It started to like uh, morph into that rock thing that right. we got hmm. heavy into on the I'm next record. Right. Yeah, which well, our classic. I had to ask this question because. Um, my, one of my favorite times in, in history is the, the the Black Renaissance period, and and it's my favorite time to study. It's my favorite time. The fashion I love, the music I love, the writing I love. It's like at, there's there was there, you could go you could do no wrong, and I would um, always wonder when I was learning about these people and particularly about their struggle. I'm I'm drawn to people's struggle. That's that's something that I'm mm-hmm. always fascinated by, yeah. um, probably because I feel like I can relate to how normal it is. Yes. Um, yes. And so I would I would hear these stories or read these stories about how, you know, they would get together. These musicians would get together and they would be in, in their small apartment, sometimes letting people sleep on their couch. Sometimes they, everybody uh-huh. didn't have food. They'd bring do potlucks. They, I mean, and it's so familiar. It's it's so much like what my life is now. And I wondered, I'm like, all of these people are in a room together. Right. Feeding each other, yeah, yeah. joking, burping, cursing, yeah. farting, everything else you can imagine. Did they know how great they were? Did they know they were sitting next to 
a legend. John Coltrane. You know John Coltrane. No. But think seriously, thinking when we went to go see Selma, and that lady brought all of those minds into our house. To, right. You remember yeah, that Yeah, she was feeding everybody. She was feeding everybody and all of these. You had, you had Martin Luther King. You yeah. Had, you know, See, all of these what, great yeah. people in, in, in the it's, house. And they yes. weren't thinking about. No, no, of course they not. They were not thinking about where, you know, That's they were going to be in, in history. history. They were just doing what had to be done right. for the struggle. Right, right. You know. I mean, like, yeah, just, I mean, it's just people. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I've made a, I've made a promise to myself that I'm going to walk with that mind. <laughs> Right. So honestly, when I'm sitting around people, like I tell this to Jeff all the time and he hates it, but I'm always like, you, he'll do something with, and I can't do it. So to <laughs> me, I'm just like, you a genius. Like how'd you, <laughs> he does so much stuff he that does, I he, can't do. He plays and a like, lot of people can't I don't know do. how many instruments he plays. Yeah, uh, please, please. I'm sitting next to you. So today we had, we had lunch today and I literally was sitting at the table. Like this is a historic moment. I am sitting at this table with greats. It was yeah. a I'm was sitting a great, at this table with great. We had a great meal, didn't we? It was fun. It, it was, was amazing. Fun. Yeah, but just think of who we, how it happened. You know, we went yeah. to see this show. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, on a historic day. Yes. yes. And we had lunch with who was it? Uh, you, Robert Glasper. You know that was meant to happen. Yeah, it wasn't planned. You know, it, it was, was planned. not planned at all. It just happened. Well, it was planned, but we didn't know. <laughs> we didn't plan it. it. We didn't plan it. <laughs> right. But it happened, and we had some fun. We had a lot of fun and you know, a lot food. of reminiscing. And it turns yeah. out we got so many people in common. In common it's not even course. funny. Yes. Yeah. But it, that to it me, was I was literally sitting there with the conscious mind, like this is a historic moment. I'm actually getting to witness these greats in that's my dope. presence that's dope man. and that's i just true. so i'm all i always I wonder so i always wondered if you know if 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 um thelonious monk when he was sitting there playing fiddling at his piano had did, did they know like were they you know was one person at least aware of it like you know we well, bad. He had a little bit bad of, mother you know you know well, he had a little bit of a beautiful mind so well he well, did he did, <laughs> he did. Oh, yeah <laughs> Wow. Well, I just want you to know that I feel like I'm in the presence of greatness right now. And uh, I, mean, I feel incredibly moments. honored. Thank you, sweetie. I'm thinking about there's, you mean, I mentioned, uh, you mentioned Dizzy, I think. I was, uh, was a monk. monk. He's a monk. Okay. Why did I think of Dizzy? But anyway, I, I, it, when I was working with Roy Ayers, um, it was a club we used to play out in California. Yeah, he played called. on Dizzy, right? Yeah, no, no, no. But Donald Bird Donald played Bird, on, on yeah, Dizzy. me and Donald Bird. Yeah, and Donald was on, Bird yeah. did the horns on Dizzy. Amazing. <laughs> Talk about that session. I wish I, you know. But um, there's a club out in Redondo Beach. And, you know, we're at Soundcheck um, for Roy Ayers. Wait a minute, and he did play on Dizzy because he played the vibes on the solo, right? Roy Ayers did. Roy did. I yeah. thought you said Dizzy. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, Roy, yeah. yeah. Roy Ayers yeah. played the... The yeah, Rob Royce yeah. played, played the vibe solo of a song called Dizzy on my Gemini both oh, sides nice. album. Royce playing on it, and, and Jeff and Donald Bird are doing the horns. Mm. Um, Quest Love is playing drums. You know. Wow. Crazy. Oh, wow. I didn't even realize he yeah, played. Wow, yeah. man. Mark Bassin on keys. You knew that, right? Mark. Did Mark produce that? No, Todd Macklin Ty produced Ty Macklin, yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. That was a dope session. That was a crazy, crazy session. Artie Reynolds was on bass. Crazy, crazy session. But it was uh, so. So when I was on this on the sound check at Redondo Beach, uh, I'm standing there like listening to the you know listen to, listen to the room. You know what I mean? <laughs> Somebody comes up comes up behind me and like just grabs my ass and starts kissing my neck. <laughs> I did not know that's where the story was going. <laughs> I'm sorry. It was a curveball. It was a curveball. <laughs> 
and I turned get around. Get used to it. And <laughs> it was it was Dizzy Gillespie. What? Oh my God, that is like the best story and the best surprise. He didn't even know you, right? Yeah, I assume he did not know me. I was a young kid working with Roy Ayers, you know. Wow. <laughs> but you know, it's like, what is it with California? I, I was also in California, <laughs> and I walk into a club and somebody just just grabbed a handful of my ass at a club. <laughs> And I was like, who the hell? And I turned around, it was Mike Tyson. I was like, oh, hi. Whoa. It's like, oh, wow. <laughs> go right here. I just, oh, you want go the other right cheek, in. sir? <laughs> Mr. Tyson, because I don't want you to smash me in the face. Oh, my God. <laughs> Should I turn the other cheek for you, sir? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Those kind of moments. Not in I protest. think crazy. That shit is right. Yeah. I, I turned around mad as hell. And I saw it was him. I was like, oh, oh, hi. You know, I got humble real quick. <laughs> Wow, that's that's what I think about. It. <laughs> Stop. Not in the I right say all that moments. to say this. <laughs> Not in the right moments do I think what I should be thinking. But when he when you when your ass is grabbed by a, a like legend, Dizzy Gillespie, I'm like, wow, like, wow Dizzy that Gillespie just, just grabbed my ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow, that's so funny. I used to think that Dizzy Gillespie was my grandpa. Why? It's totally like Why? off subject, but well, not well. Yeah, it is off subject because I don't know. But I used to think when I was growing up and I would see black people on TV, I always thought they were related. related. To me. I used to do that too, and so I, I a lot thought, of us do that. I thought Dizzy Gillespie was my. I thought Lionel Richie was my uncle. Uh, he and looks like somebody's uncle, doesn't he? He actually looks like my uncle. Oh, and I thought it so was my know. uncle just going back and forth Stop. on TV. And my father looked like Mr. T, so I used to tell people in kindergarten uh-huh. that my daddy was Mr. T, Lionel Richie was my uncle, and that Dizzy Gillespie was my grandfather. <laughs> and I loved Dizzy Gillespie so much oh God, that my right. mom bought me his vinyl record when I was in the second grade. Really? And I did a whole book report on him. That's and the, awesome. The three panel, and I did a whole presentation, everything. That's and I learned cool. how to do my cheeks like that, too. No, you didn't. Look. Oh, yes, she did. <laughs> I can still do she it. She just did that. I make my nieces and nephews crack up with it. That's that all it's useful is, for at this uh, point. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. Yeah, so I'm impressed. That's my grandpa well. in my head. Oh, that's so freaking cute. <laughs> so now we're going to go into my favorite part of the show, where oh. I get to ask you some questions that I, too, will answer. It's This particular segment is called Tell Me Yours, and I'll Tell You Mine. Oh. So I'm going to ask you seven questions, because that's my favorite number. Okay. So let's see, which of these questions will I ask first? I got a few doozies. How do you stay so grounded? Mm. Uh, staying broker than Ten Commandments. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when I get money, I spend it all on shopping and my children. So, so I say broke, so then I'm grounded. No, I don't. Know. I, you know what? I don't know. I just, I think I, I just, I, I just am who I am. And uh, the, my goal, honestly, is, is, I mean, I have it's very simple goals. I want to be, I want to be fearless. I want to be happy, uh, and I want to be honest. You know, mm. um, and I, and I want to contribute. So I mean, that, those are those are me very simple things. So it sort of like cuts out the fat. Of any nonsense that would that that would blow my stupid head up, you know what I mean? So I don't go there. It just I never. Ah, yeah, you know. Some people say say humble to humble to a fault or something, but I don't think it's a fault. I think it's it is what it is. And if I were to try to act like a jerk, 
it would be acting. <laughs> See, that's why God gave you the talent he gave you and didn't give me your talent. I promise you that if I wrote a song and Prince went and sang it, I'd be swishing my coat ah. in people's faces. You are so pretty. No, you, you know, No, you wouldn't. Hand me my drink. <laughs> All of that. You were so grounded. You were so cool, calm, and collected. I mean, you were one of the coolest people. And then when, when I read your bio, I'm like, why is she so cool? <laughs> Why is she so good? You are so but I like that one. Humble, Hand so, me my drink. Hand me my wine. Like <laughs> Hand me my wine. I'm going to have to practice that. You have a nice tone you said. I'm gonna oh, I my... thank you. you know, I Hand, Hand me my wine. I have a nice That's tone okay. because I'm ready for it. I'm telling you, when, okay. it, when the time comes, when I write that song for Prince. That's all you ready. Then. I'm ready. You got the attitude. Black and less black. Okay, so let me, let me say okay. my answer. Okay. Um, what keeps me grounded? Uh, I would have to say my my little nephew, my sisters, because I mean I have a really great life. I would say. I mean I get to sit and talk to people like you. I have some really amazing friends that are just fabulous, and yeah. and I have reason to walk around and and be full of myself if I wanted to be. But there's there's nothing like having a little boy sit on your lap and poop all over you that reminds right. you that. Yeah, you need to just uh, relax. <laughs> like he, he, he literally poops on me, pees on me, throws up on me. Um, he don't. He don't care. He don't who care. You are. He don't okay, care. See. And I love that. That's yes. like my favorite yes. little person in the whole world. He keeps me so grounded. Sounds yeah. freaky to me. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's see what's next. Um, how did you protect yourself from the sharp edges of this industry? Hmm. Oh, that's an interesting question. I don't really know that either. I think uh, I think there is some some luck involved. Is that that it really exists? If you believe in that, I also think I've been. Um, I think I'm, I think I'm pretty discerning about people. Um, I think my instincts are good, and I I think I usually um, certainly with with um, creative relationships. I am choosy with creative relationships because uh, I, you know, I gotta feel it. Mm-hmm. So um, when it comes to that, then, then that's, that's the music. So the business, okay. Um, I've definitely had some some things that have cut, you know, oh, yeah. and and cut deeply and often. But um, uh, ha- having all also always having that the creative thing be what it is. That's been like, uh, I mean, I'm just always around the, the most amazing um, partners in, in musical, you know, endeavors, and, and that that's that's like the cushion that I need to mm-hmm. to you know, it's like because as long as I can do that, yeah. you know, you know, bring your knives, you know, <laughs> try and cut me. <laughs> so, take your best shots. Take your best shots. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I I can I can dig that because I think pro- probably if I were to answer that question, I mean, I'm I my industry is different. Yeah. Mine is m- more of the well, TV really. film and well, yeah, really. well, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's all entertainment. Saying, yeah. It's under that same umbrella. Right. It's worse. Um, <laughs> a different concentration. It's worse. Most and yeah, in a lot of ways, yeah. Um, but I think what has helped me stay protected from those sharp edges, honestly, is my relationships. You just touched on it at the end of what you were right. saying. Like, I've been really fortunate to um, have 
to know people, one, who have been in the industry for a while. And they've been, like, they've been there to kind of, this is what you do, this is what you don't do, this is what you do, this is what, you know. There you they go. they yeah. help me kind of right. like avoid, I guess, mistakes that they may have made. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. been a blessing to me. It's one of the reasons why I feel so suited in this role of, of hosting a radio show. Because I love to speak to people and, and learn about their experience. Yeah. I feel like I learned something. Yeah. Yeah. For myself, every time I talk to, to someone, yeah. and, and there was nothing more that I wanted to do than to share what I learned with other people. So this right. is just like one fell swoop. Right. I right. learned something. Everybody we learned something, something at the same something. time. Right. <laughs> so yeah, my re- I think relationships are really huge yes, for me. They are, yeah. Jeff is, you know, he's a wealth of wisdom, even though he's full of wisecracks all the time. But yeah, full of shit. That's what you was trying to say. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I saw. I, saw, I, saw you I was trying to be nice, Jeff. I'm trying to be nice. But he's one of the people that I really, I really like speaking to him about things because you, you, you kind of, you're buffer. He can cut to the quick of things yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. And I, and I appreciate it. And so, and I feel like you're now a new person for me as well that I can absolutely definitely talk to about certain things. Yeah. yeah. And I'm so grateful. I really appreciate well, it. I can talk I, to you about boys if you want. Oh, oh God. Yes. You def- off the air. You <laughs> <laughs> can talk about that shit, right? Can talk about that shit, right? That's for another show, Jeff. That's for another show. <laughs> okay. Well, see, that's why I had you come with me to Adinkra House mm-hmm. and these shows so you could get like a better. Because, you know, I'm watching you and listening to you do this interview. And it's almost like you, not I'm gonna say know her, but you know her to the point where you could be real comfortable, and it's not like, you know, she just came in town yesterday, and you were like, yeah, you know. but it doesn't feel like that for me as well. Yeah, yeah, we, you know, yeah. we, you were we, hung we out, hung out. And <laughs> drank, drank wine, and, and I cup, I keep a mess. I saw y'all dribbling and peeing on the floor. <laughs> okay, you're exaggerating. Uh, <laughs> Like, oh my god, that was the floor. (laughs) (laughs) Did you see somebody fall (laughs) when they walked by? That's terrible. But yeah, I, 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 you're right. That was really great that you suggested it. And it, and the, because Sandra is who she is, it was so easy. Like, I think we fell into a very comfortable conversation. Immediately. Immediately. Yeah, really. And it's been ongoing since yeah. you, since you yeah. landed. Yeah, man. It's yeah. like, so, awesome. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that I have those people in my life, these yeah. relationships that really help me navigate through this industry. Right. right. Well, there are no accidents. Mostly unscathed. No. There are no accidents. Yeah. So my next question, is there any part of the world you've yet, you've yet to see that you'd like to travel to? Because you've done a lot of traveling mm-hmm. with your... With yeah, but there your are some places. Thing. Like, I've never been to, to New Zealand, you know? Wow. I've never been to um, to Thailand or any, like, I've been to some, I've been to Indonesia, but I've not been, like, Hong Kong or... I don't even want to go to China, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> I ain't got time for that bullshit. <laughs> you know, telling me how to think, but you know, there, yeah, yeah, certainly, and maybe Australia. I've been to Australia, you know, mm-hmm. but all over Europe. I've been all over Europe, and then of course the states and islands, Japan, you know, all over there. Wow. Yeah. Well, for me, I would love to go to Thailand. Hey, look at that. Mostly because it's so inexpensive. Like, yes, it getting, is. The getting there is the expense. Yeah, but that's once it. You're once there, you're there, everything's like $3. Yeah. 
And I could just live there for six months out of out of the year, I think. Right. With not a lot of savings, you know. So I would love to go there and have that that lavish experience because what from what I understand, you can live like a, a queen. Right. On a on a you know a very low budget, and yeah. that that's my kind of life. See? <laughs> I'm about that. You know, yeah, I'm yeah. all about that. So I would love to go there. I would definitely, definitely love to go to South Africa. My name is from is of South Africa. So I feel like a, a responsibility. Like I need to go there and my feet need to be on that soil. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. And I'm a, I'm a, you know, I'm all about food. So I got to go to Italy and have some pasta. I got to. And wine. Pasta and wine. That's all I think about. When I say Italy, it's about the pasta and the wine. So those are like the places that I would love to go. I want to go to Brazil. Uh, I, I can imagine. You know why? Uh, I can just even, imagine don't why don't you want to go to I don't know why, but I want to go to Brazil. I know why. <laughs> yeah, I, know why. <laughs> I certainly know why you want to go to Brazil. Okay. I've been see. there. You're right. You're... <laughs> if you could be granted one superpower, what would it be? <gasps> <laughs> if I could, I mean, that would, if I, if, if, if writing wrongs, that would, if I could, uh, you know what I mean? That seems too, too vague, but she put it much better. <laughs> That's the superpower, you would write all the wrongs. Writing the wrongs, it's, it's about writing injustices, you know what I mean? Writing the injustices and making, uh, yeah, uh, like leveling playing fields, that sort of thing. She said it, said it so much better. It's like Superman, though, right? That's already been done. No, but not no, crime. Superman didn't do that. Not crime. He, but because, that, he was trying to write a wrong. Crime, is, uh, it's not about the symptoms. I want to write the system. If, if, if I could oh, go deep. into the system and write that, you know what I mean? Because it's systematic. All that other stuff is just, you know, that's just that, that happens because. <laughs> you know? But if you could get into the machine... Like, just let me get in the machine unnoticed. Because they, they will assassinate my monkey ass. <laughs> trying to do that. <laughs> I ain't, I'll go down for it, but let me get the job done first. Then y'all can do what you got to do. <laughs> wow, that's so noble. Now mine is going to sound so ridiculous. It really is. It's no, it's so, no it's so no, ridiculous. No, no. But it makes so much sense to me. Yeah, you want a makeup line. What? what is it? A new makeup line. A new makeup line. That would be my superpower? There you go. Yeah. That's not even a superpower. That's like a career aspiration. It was, it's a superpower to you. <laughs> so I'm going to take that as a compliment. I'm going to yeah, take yeah, that as a compliment. That's the best way to take that. My okay, my okay. I'm done. I'm done with you, Jeff. My superpower. Okay, you. Everybody knows Bewitched, right? Yeah. It's a nose. Twitch. I dream of this even every single day. The nose twitch thing, yeah, and she can go thing. anywhere she wants. Yeah. Okay. And then she can be back. So I could literally she can be, back be for lunch. like, say if I had a job and I needed like to, you know, I have a workout, a lunch hour. For that lunch hour, I can you go could to go, Italy yeah, and get have my your pasta, my and, your pasta wine. and wine. Come back to work and come back. That's no, hot. no, tr- no airfare. Right. I wouldn't even need luggage. No customs. You, know you don't need luggage nothing. because you could just go. Could be right back. Was, and then if you need something, you forget it. You you go right your back, right? Go, back. go get it. Go back. It's like to me that's like the dopest one. I like that because I, like I that. love to move around. I'm like, and I right. hate cold. Yeah. See, Jeff, you would like this one mm-hmm. because then you could have, you could just. You Where wouldn't you have to, be. to go into the you cold. Could, you, you could, could just follow the sun. You could just you literally could just... go. If you had to go to the to your yeah. PO box, you could literally wiggle your yeah, nose, son. go to your PO box in your pajamas, and come back. Yeah, son. Yeah, it'd be great. 
Anyway, that's my thing. I'm so passionate about it, as, as you can tell. I yeah. love that one. That's the dopest one to me. Okay. The next question. If you had to judge the sum total of your life experiences thus far, what would you say the lesson has been for you? What the fuck have we learned? <laughs> so that comes Nothing. from that comes from your song that you sang today. What, what have we learned? learned? What have we learned? What have I heard we learned? that song and I was like, that's a great question. Yeah. Oh, you just thought of this because of that song? No. Well, no. I actually thought of the qu- the question earlier, and then I heard the song, and I was like, "This is perfect. It's a sign." I ah, gotta ask this see. question. Yeah, yeah. I will probably if I we were talking about this the other day. Actually, if if, if I could talk to the twenty two year old me, <laughs> well, and, you know, I only had like you know a few like twenty two seconds to talk to her, right? You know, <laughs> what would I say? I would tell her, "Stop giving so many fucks." <laughs> Give zero fucks, baby. Wow. You care to me. Stop tripping. Don't, don't give a fuck. Fear is, yeah. you know, that's your killer. Stop. Be fearless. Be fearless. I think that's, I mean, so my lesson has been how much time, how, how many, how many things are lost and wasted because of fear. Yeah. Just wasted. Just because of fear. Why? What? So, you know what I mean? You know? So I, yeah, that's probably the biggest one. It's got to be the biggest because I can. There's, there's so many offshoots of it, yeah. you know, not just in your your career, but your personal life, your your personal inner life. Yeah. Um, how you develop yourself, how you allow yourself to develop, you know, how you raise your kids, how 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 you uh how how are your relationships with people you work with, how are your relationships with people in business you know uh and we 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 our minds they it, uh, uh it's trying to think too much sometimes um and if you are a good person honestly you don't have to do all that thinking you just have to you just have to to, to act and react naturally so when good people spend all that time trying to find the right words to make the right impression and to not upset or try to be cool and that's a waste that's a, that is just a freaking waste. Yeah. You're a good person. Just do you. Be you. And, and, and let it be what it's going to be. So that that would be it. Yeah, that's great. Um, for me, I think mine would be um, to trust. Mm-hmm. Like, that was the lesson. That's been my lesson, mm-hmm. to just trust because I've, I think I've worried entirely too much. That's probably kind of the same thing I'm saying. Yeah, I've worried entirely too much. Like, And, and when I look back now, this is one of the reasons why I don't freak out now when things are not going my way. Right. Like, I'll freak out a little bit because I know Jeff wants to jump in and say, yes, you do. But <laughs> Like, I'll have my moments of like, eh. but it's not like when I was in my 20s. Because I, I remember being like in college and having to write a paper and having, the, you know, the, the burden of a school load and being fr- like completely like, like the world was going to end. Okay. Yeah. And something had to be due. Like it was, let's say it over was finals. Yeah. So everything has to be due this week. Da, 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 da. Yeah. And I'm freaking out, freaking out and freaking out. And then the next week, life is still happening. I'm alive. You know what I, mean? I got it done somehow. And now when I look back on it. I don't even have a, an ounce of anxiety. I remember reading somewhere, some someone said, um, before you freak out, ask yourself, will this matter in five years? And that helps me gauge whether or not it's worth Will it me- matter in five days? Right. 
whether or not it's worth the energy that's yeah. going to be yeah. lost Absolutely. over this thing. Absolutely. So I think that's probably the biggest yeah. thing. That that's I a good one too. Yeah. Like just relax, girl. Yeah. <laughs> relax. Oh, it's so funny because you you kind of you answered another question that I was going to ask you, mm-hmm. and it was basically what would you have told your younger self, oh, okay. and <laughs> what age would that younger self have been? Oh snap! Okay. Answered it yeah. all in one. Okay. And mine would have been 15, and I would have told myself, you know, it's all in divine order. So, mm-hmm. stop tripping. Don't yeah. so be thinking about that when you're 15. 15. Right. That's why my older self would go back and tell <clears throat> my younger self. Yeah, but your younger self. You'd be like, what is she talking about? Well, yeah, wouldn't necessarily be under, wouldn't understand that. You don't understand those kind of things until you get older. First of all, you didn't know my 15. My oh. 15 was really smart. Oh. And she oh, was very shoot. mature. Oh, she would have got it. Oh, <laughs> talk about my 15. You know what? <laughs> I'm about to go in on you. You, you did not about, know my 15. You're talking about 15 years old? Yes. You, having a, you, have, you were having problems at 30. You I was about having 15, problems at 30, but 15, 15. I could have I had that conversation with my older self. One, I would have been amazed that my older self didn't wear glasses anymore, have braces, and I would have been like, "Wow, that's an improvement!" Yay! Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I wear contacts now. I have on some some fashionable frames right now, but I wear contacts mm-hmm. and I don't have braces, and I would have been amazed that I look like that because I didn't look like this at fifteen. You didn't. So I would have been all ears, like I would have <laughs> really been perked, like perked up and listening, like, "Well, she looks great, so let me just at least get to know what she's talking about." <laughs> Yeah, so I would have listened to that message. Okay. Yeah, uh huh. See? <laughs> you gotta let her have that one. She knows. You don't know me, Jeff. <laughs> you don't know my 15. Yes, not. That's gonna be my saying to you now. You don't all the know time. my 15. You don't know you don't my know 15. Me. <laughs> Can't so then, take you nowhere. So now, since we co- we answered two questions in one, this will be the last question. Can't take you anywhere. <laughs> What haven't you done that you intend to do or hope to do? Ooh. Um, wow, that's a great question. Because it's, it's one thing. Yeah, I got, yeah, I got a lot of things. I got many things I want to do. I want to make an album that's... Uh, um, just... Uh, I don't want it... I, I don't want it produced, really. I want it just... <laughs> I just want to I want it to be just bare bones songs and vocals because I've never done that not burnt sugar style no 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 I want some organization yeah okay (laughs) I want actual song order form you know so (laughs) they're dope I I mean I want something I want simpler I want it you know um, you know with very minimal you know even overdubs and that sort of thing that's one thing I, I, I certainly want to do that I haven't that I haven't done. Um, yeah. Other than that, I've, I, that's weird because I've done a lot of you've things. You've done a lot. I didn't so think you'd be able to answer this question because you've it's done another, so oh, much. Another interview. Like, is it? <laughs> uh, that's my book. No. Uh, yeah, you're working on a book. I, right? Yeah. If I work on a book, I uh, have to get some disclaimers for some very from some very famous people. You will, <laughs> you will not sue me, right? If I tell what we did. <laughs> <laughs> I can't Bitch, I'll kill you. I can't write a book until several people die. <laughs> <laughs> Even then, I'd have to really think about it. But that, that, I guess that's pretty much. I can't think of something. Else. But you're taking notes, right? I'm always. <laughs> always mental notes. <laughs> 
Yeah, I know. So I remember the good shit. <laughs> <laughs> and I could be very creative with it, too. Oh but television okay. and movie person. <laughs> Well, I think that's a really hard question for me to ask, answer myself. See, it's so yeah. funny as I'm, I'm like, why did I write that one? Why did you ask me? Why did I ask that question? Um, gosh, I guess for me, something that I haven't done with, that I would like to do. I would I like to- I think of something. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Jeff? <laughs> what? what? <laughs> I can't take you nowhere. <laughs> I can't take him nowhere. Um, well, let me answer that question for you. <laughs> I need to ask Aki if I, if I can sample that little just line, that line just so I can play it whenever yeah, you act Yeah, that's a fly up. line. That's perfect. Aki's a great artist that we heard this past weekend. Yeah, it's amazing. We got to get him up on the interview. Absolutely. He'll be coming in here soon. I'm claiming it. Um, well, it won't be here. Hmm? I don't know if it'll be here. It'll be somewhere. It'll be somewhere. It'll be somewhere. <laughs> but I think for me, something that I haven't done that I hope to do or intend to do um, would be to write my own my own series. Okay. Because I would love to see me on screen. You thought okay. of something? Yeah, I thought of yeah. Someone said I wanted to. Go ahead, tell me, tell me. I want to know. I want to play Carmen. <gasps> oh my God. Yes. That I want to play Carmen. Okay. Can you I? have got the sass for that. Oh my God. Yes. I want to play. I, you could totally. Oh, Carmen McRae. No. No. The, the, oh, opera. Yeah, the opera. The opera. Oh, the opera. Oh, oh my just... gosh. God. <laughs> oh, I love that idea. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so, you guys speak, speak it. Speak Let's. it. Speak it. Yeah, that's okay. great. Okay. Yeah, and I feel I feel very passionate. I, I really want to see me on screen. Yeah. And I haven't seen you me. You got such a beautiful face. That would be awesome. Oh my God. Thank you. Yeah. I really appreciate yeah. that. My 15 year old self says thank you too. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I would love to do that. I would love the opportunity to see my story, see somebody that looks like me. And, and by looks like me, I mean somebody who's awkward and silly and funny and smart and like all of those things right, that you don't. Right. Because women of color on television, we're sexy or we're or we're somebody's mama or know, we're mama figures or or we're too sexy and it's like it's it's I just haven't found me yet and right. I would love to see me. Oh, you're yeah, cooking. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that would be great. So. Are there other characters like like the Spanish girl is Ugly Betty? You yes. know what I mean? She has that character. That we don't have that kind of character. We don't have that character. And it was a character. The, uh, the 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 version of movies uh, series right now. Yeah. Girl is what's that yeah. called? I forget. But something the Virgin. Yeah, Mary or whatever. Mary the Virgin. She was. But yeah, you know the show I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. That kind of character. She's, you know what I mean? Just a very real yeah. person. Very yeah. We don't have real. that. At, at women of color. <laughs> Show. Is that show? What the hell? It yeah. wouldn't be a show if that didn't happen with just phone going. Uh, yeah, I pass gas. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, okay. I am. I I just want to thank you so much, so much, so much for doing this and for joining us on the show. My listeners, I know, are really grateful to to have learned about you and enjoyed <laughs> this this very funny and exciting and just well, informative. I, I've enjoyed myself I mean, for sure. Amazing. <laughs> Hey, this is Sandra St. Victor, and you're plugged into the Outlet Radio Show with Zania Shange. Keep it locked. So, it's closing time, and this is that part of the show where I get to sneak away and just for a moment have a little one-on-one -on -one with you guys. So let's talk about Sandra. God, I loved her, right? 
I love her ability to explore all facets of her gift. You know, from singing and songwriting to creating and producing this documentary. I mean, wow. All different fruits, all from the same tree. And knowing Sandra, I am willing to bet it won't stop there. So, to all my fellow dream chasers, your time is now. Dare greatly. Dare to answer the call. Dare to follow your hearts. And get ready. Because there is sure to be an experience beyond your wildest dreams on the other side. Until next time.